Open our eyes, Lord, that we might see. Open our ears that we might hear. Open our mind and our heart that we might understand, so that we will turn to you and live. Well, um, I'll be brief, but I do want to say a few words, uh, because this is a really crucial day for the life of those of us who would follow Jesus. The week we are stepping into is not merely a moment of memory. It is not merely an opportunity to quote some stories and some verses and to have an Easter egg hunt. If we are to follow Jesus, we are moving into the very crucible of our faith. We only read part of the gospel that could have been read this morning. We made that choice today because we, we want each moment to have its place. If you're not able to join us for Monday, Thursday, or for Good Friday, and I hope that you will, but if you're not able to, I, I really do hope you will take some moments on those days and sit with the scriptures that carry you into the place that Jesus is going. Those scriptures will go out on our email tomorrow or Tuesday. One of the things I'm always struck by in the story of Jesus riding in on the cult is that little interchange that happens when Jesus tells his disciples to go get him a cult. And they say, well, what do we say when somebody sees us taking their donkey? <laughs> and Jesus said, tell them the Lord needs it. What's remarkable to me is how the disciples simply said, okay. And even more remarkable how when they actually get to the donkey and they begin to take it away and the people say, hey, why are you taking my donkey? The, peop the disciples say, the Lord needs it. And those who own the donkey said, okay. There are times in your life, and they will probably be more frequent than we want to admit, when all that we have to go on is Jesus said so. And this reality, these moments, these critical junctures where we must trust Jesus' word and learn to distrust everything else that we think we've understood cuts to the very center of the story of Jesus. Everything that Jesus enacts today, riding in on that donkey, the entire Holy Week that we are soon to follow, it sits at odds with every expectation for a king, every expectation for the Almighty of the universe. Jesus riding on a donkey, not a steed, came to die. 
I often wonder what would it have felt like for Jesus to be riding into that place. In some sense, deeply moved by the fact that the rocks were not having to cry out. And that his, his message and his place and the fact that he was God was being recognized. And yet such deep aloneness to know that only he knew what was coming. Jesus came to die as a ransom for all. And the scriptures say that no one took his life. Jesus willingly laid down his life. Jesus arranged for the donkey. Jesus, in a few days, will carry his own cross. Jesus surrenders to mockery and ridicule and torture and abandonment and isolation. This is what our king does. And for some reason, yet, many of us generally believe, generally believe that our highest priority is to remove ourselves from pain. To pull resources and power to ourselves. The way of Jesus is to follow him to the cross. No wonder so many find Christianity so uninteresting, if not downright ridiculous. Because most of us who name the name Christian are actually playing the ego games, the power games that are envisioned by the powers of this world. Most of us expend massive energy trying to save our life. Very few of us are dying. Very few of us believe in a story where Jesus is the central character moving to a cross. Very few of us believe in a story like that in a way that compels us enough to actually die, to lay ourselves down. And the epistle reading today that's coupled with this is Philippians, this most powerful passage of Jesus emptying himself for the sake of love. Hopefully, some of you followed the story this week of Pope Francis's visit to South Sudan, the one that was designed by the Archbishop of Canterbury. Pope Francis went there to plead for peace, to plead that these ones who named the name of Jesus would stop killing one another. And I have a picture. I don't know if you saw it. This picture of the Pope moving to the president of South Sudan and to four of the vice presidents. After he pleaded with them, he said, I plead with you as brothers and sisters because they had just signed a peace accord. And he went one by one, bowing down, kissing their feet. And if you watch the, the video of it, these politicians don't know what to do. They don't, they, they're massively uncomfortable with this. This right here is the picture of Christian faith in action. Where we lay ourselves down, hand ourselves over, Ask 
in the mercy of God for the impossible. Suffering into the way of death, this will always be the road for those of us who follow Jesus. Every single time. It will look different for each of us. The particulars that will be required of us are different. But to say we follow Jesus means we will follow Jesus into the cross. There's massively good news about this story, but that comes next week. The strange good news that's this week is we are asked to die. In the gospel reading, after Jesus says that one of them are going to betray him, the disciples all begin to wonder among themselves, who is it going to be? And this is where we're left today with this question. The invitation is to follow Jesus into the cross and die. But like the disciples, we hear Jesus' words, but some of you will actually betray me. And we begin to turn to one another and we say, is it me? Would I, would I, do, would I do that? Am I the one who will betray? The fact is, in one way or another, each of the disciples betray. We all betray. And the good news of the cross of Jesus Christ is that Jesus loves betrayers. Jesus loves betrayers. Would you pray with me? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.